Welcome to the Speaking Ambition podcast. Here we explore what leadership sounds like in finance and accounting. I'm your host, Alexandra Bond-Burnett, speaker, coach and founder of the Speakbox Leadership Programme, designed to help you access your leadership voice. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. I am um, I'm running a bit late this week. <laughs> I didn't manage to get an episode out on Monday. Uh, firstly, it was bank holiday. I actually took some time off. Um, but also because last week was Accountex. And oh my gosh, it was such an exciting event. Um, a big shout out to Zoe, Rachel and uh, everyone at Diversified who put on an amazing show um it really was something everyone was saying um it's it's really up the ante for um accounting conferences so well done to everyone it was a massive success so i ran a talk um in fact i ran a few talks and it was really exciting um i had my presentation toolkit which was my my kind of speaking toolkit for finance professionals and it was packed out, it was amazing. Everyone who attended got really involved and they took everything on board. So I thought today I would share with you um, some of the insights from my talk and also there might be a bit of a giveaway as well. So um, keep listening and see if you would like a bit of a freebie. Um, also, I managed to get <laughs> everyone at the group, so if you're listening and you were there, um, you'll remember that I got everyone to record a little soundbite for the podcast for today. So I'm going to have that here as well, um, which was great because it got everyone involved, got everyone using their voice and talking and just going over a few of the key elements that we went through. But apart from that, I'd like to share with you some of my insights from the event. So it was, I mean, as I say, it was so buzzy and it was great. We had all of the main players there, Zero, QuickBooks, you know, all of the big app partners, my firm's app. Um, they were great. They sponsored the innovation stage where I was on and, um, and there were loads of people talking, but I think the biggest thing is and I say I, I mentioned the innovation stage because I think that was a really big theme for this year and and also the other theme being people and in fact I'm just starting to write a blog article on um, how to turn your professional service into a people service because it was great to see so many people like myself who are delivering about leadership and how to build up those people and interpersonal skills. Um, there are also so many other talks on recruitment, um, understanding your people, building up a culture in your firm. Um, Will Farnell was there talking about his experiences uh, with Farnell Clark and, and all of the different parts he's put in um, into the firm to develop a different type of, I suppose, leadership to really encourage his team and and that reflects the clients that they get as well. We also had our, um, Andrew Vanderbeek and he was great. He came over from Australia and he was really kind because he came into my recruitment challenge uh, uh, roundtable on the Thursday and really shared with us exactly how 
his personality and the personality of his partners really is such a big part of how they run their practice, um, Illuminate, and also then how they go about recruiting the right people and managing those people. So it's really interesting. There's so much, it was all so much about people, which is great. Okay, well, I feel like I'm, I'm now chatting to you a lot and you probably are going come on Alex let's get hearing about this presentation toolkit so let's get started <laughs> okay um, so let me know what you think and let's hear more about my presentation toolkit So how do we deliver the ultimate presentation? This is what I was approaching uh, last week in my presentation. <laughs> now, there's a few things that we need to understand. And one of them, the first one, uh, is why is it important to have these interpersonal skills? Of course, we are in the digitized or digital revolution, and that is affecting accountancy massively. It's one of the highest areas it's going to, or jobs it's going to affect. Um, and it's also going to affect a lot of finance roles, underwriting roles, uh, those kind of data-driven roles. Um, because anything with data, a computer can now do. My question to you is, do you remember the last time that you didn't have a hoover and you used a broom? Or do you remember the last time that you didn't have a washing machine and you scrubbed your clothes in the bathtub or in a tub? I do. Um, last year, the area I live in, uh, it was during the snow and there's clearly some updating needing to happen. All of the pipes locally burst and the water it was leaking everywhere and everywhere nearby lost water. So the village I live in and the neighbouring villages all lost their water supplies. And that meant that we were all doing runs. We ran out of even bottled water. We were trying to, you know, it was mayhem. Um, and I suddenly realised how much I take for granted in my home. I mean, I'm not saying I'm, I'm the best washer-upper in the world. In fact, uh, I know I'm not. But having to rely on bottled water and not having a washing machine, not having a dishwasher, um, it, wow, suddenly so much time and energy, and I mean literally physical energy, having to scrub clothes, wring them out, and dry them, rinse them again and wring them out again. Oh my gosh, it, the, the amount of time out of my week that we're trying to get all of that done, let alone wash ourselves and everything else. It was very tough. Uh, we did a lot of traveling to a lot of friends' houses, I think, that week. Um, but it really highlighted the fact that actually I do take all this for granted. And that's now, today, uh, in this year, and probably for the last God knows however many years it's been that I've had the luxury of a washing machine, a hoover, a dishwasher, and that that wasn't always the case. And this is exactly what's going to happen in the office and our job roles is that 10, five, 10 years from now, 
if you're an accountant out there or somewhere else, um, you're going to go, oh, gosh, do you remember when we used to actually write the receipts or the input the invoices and type it all out? Do you remember doing, like, manual journals and everything like that? And we're going to completely forget. And obviously we'll have an understanding of how to do things manually, a bit like, math, you know, we, we still do arithmetic in when we study maths. Um, we will still hopefully do T-bar charts and everything like that um, to teach people the basics. But it will come a time where we'll go, oh, so you don't just scan or photograph a receipt, or it will probably be way more advanced up and then, in fact, it will just go straight into our accounting software, probably from uh, the point of sale. So that's why it's becoming really important to have the non-data skills because that's all going to be done. It's all going to be automated. It pretty much already is. And what we're starting to see happen is more and more and more firms um, are becoming automated and using robotic software or AI. So what does that leave you with? What, how useful are you going to be and what have you got to offer? Well, you. You get to offer the wonder that is you and your human skills. And what I mean by absolutely human skills is empathy, emotional intelligence, communication and connection skills. And just communicating on a basic human level, which actually we've worked very hard to avoid in the last, say, 30, 40 years. Um, so it's about building relationships and understanding and having the emotional intelligence of a leader to deal with people in your team, even if that means remotely. So that's why it is massively, massively important to realise why your presentation skills need to be worked on and you need to deliver a stellar presentation because if you can get ahead of the curve and be amazingly connective, wow, you are going to do incredible things, incredible things. So how do we do this? <laughs> how do we give the amazing uh, presentations? That's what you're asking. Okay, I'm going to tell you. The first thing, the first thing is to understand your audience because here's a lesser known secret, not so much a secret, it's not about you. Sorry, not about you. <laughs> and I say that because actually we walk through life and we'll walk through the streets or to the train station or anything, having that inner monologue, which is you being the lead character in your story so if you were uh, in a movie it would be uh well for me obviously the alex movie or um whoever you are movie so um <clears throat> we always think of ourselves and what's important to us and what we want to achieve and what our intentions are and what our ob objectives and what our obstacles are uh, as we're about to go into a situation so if we're about to deliver a presentation or a talk or have a client meeting or manage a team, then <clears throat> that is exactly what your, you know, it's a natural thing. It's not a bad thing. It's just a very natural thing. Of course you are. Of course you're the lead. However, if we're going to go into a presentation or a meeting, the best people, the best people out there, 
don't make themselves the lead character. They do not make themselves the lead of that story. So if you imagine a meeting room, you're about to walk in, the stakeholders are already around the table, you've already set up everything, you've got your, um, all of your bits and pieces there. So have a think about who is sat in that room. Why are they there? Now, this is what I call, this is what I call the bums on seats rule. Why is their bum on the seat? Why did they take all that effort to come down the hallway, walk through the door and sit in that chair? That's what you need to figure out. What's in it for them? Now, that's a different thing from what they need. There's what they want and what they need. So, for instance, uh, I may very well want a gin and tonic, but probably I need a very large glass of water just to keep hydrated or um, anything from in that, probably chocolate things. So, have a think about the bum on seats rule. Why are they there? Now, the next thing is if they are the lead character, who does that make you? If you are in a service profession, where you were delivering a service or consulting, then let's say you are the mentor. You are the one to help them achieve something. So when we say, what did the, why, what's the bum on seats rule? That's because they usually have something they are looking for a solution to. Now I'm gonna turn this around into a bit of a superhero analogy because this is what's happening is you have your hero, you have the mentor that guides them, um, and then of course you have a, a um, sorry an antagonist. So the, the bad guy, the person who's creating the challenge or the conflict in the story. So for instance, your client comes in and they are looking uh, to acquire a new something or other. I'm thinking off the top of my head. So <clears throat> uh, they are looking to acquire a, a new property for their portfolio. Um, not only for their portfolio, they actually need to um, expand and they manufacture something or other. And so, but the problem is, um, is they don't have enough cash uh, they need the cash flow will be severely restricted. They won't be able to afford much else, and um, they also the, the figures haven't been great. You know that kind of thing. So they have a challenge. They have a quite strong challenge that they would like to overcome to achieve uh, to achieve their objective. And that's where you come in. Now your job is not to. Uh, fulfill the challenge is not you you are not there to purchase the building yourself that would that would help them and be really nice of you that's not your job you are there to help them with the challenge they need to achieve the challenge so this is where you are the mentor in this situation so identify their challenge see how you can help them achieve it and if you go in there and create a presentation that is centered around that, wow, 
you're onto a winner because you've completely removed you from the situation. It's all about them and their challenge and how you are going to help them achieve it. So um, as I say in my presentation, <laughs> you are not the Luke Skywalker about to achieve, uh, save the universe. You are the Yoda. <laughs> you are the Yoda that's going to help Luke um, defeat the Empire, win the Empire. I don't know. I, ha I have to admit, I'm not a Star Wars fan, but I will tell you I am a Bond fan, clearly, so therefore you are also the cue to the Bond. <laughs> so you've got to help him with the gadgetry and tech and know-how and give him the information he needs to be able to fulfil his mission, okay? So that is one of the main, main um parts of delivering your presentation is is understanding the people behind it and the reasons behind it and that actually is a, a lot of the groundwork it's it's not about you so think about that now the next thing is to be able to understand the data that you're delivering now this is very specific for numbers based and again i'm going to go with the fact that you're having to be human so again what do we need to think about when you're an accountant or in a finance role or profession, um, then you need to strongly connect statistical data to the people behind it. And that means having a look at what it all means. What does that number mean? And I guarantee you behind every number in a balance sheet is a human decision. And that what you need to do is just give the context behind the decision or behind the difference. The reason why this figure is 25% lower is because, there you have it. By doing X, Y, and Z, profit for this quarter is up by 25%. Wow. Okay. So that's where you're going to engage people. Give them the reasons behind something, not just the figures for this quarter are up 25%. Mm. So what? <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean to me? And, and that's, what, that's also a really good one because it's, uh, some people say it's the so what rule. So I give you a piece of uh, statistical data. So what? Tell me why. Why should I be interested? Why should I care? Because at the end of the day, if you actually successfully give the information about why it's important, what the reasons behind it were and how that affects someone, then they are going to care. And then you are being a present, um, you are delivering a presentation with emotional intelligence and it's going to connect to everyone in that room. And best of all, they're going to remember it as well and remember you. So those are some of the key points. Now, as much as I'd love to go into more information, the next part I'm gonna give you is the delivery of information. Now, I've done some vocal work before, but I'm gonna give you a couple of my uh, P's, as it were, to help you. Now, the first P, P, is pitch. So when we're talking about delivery, and again, we're using a lot of dry data, how can we make it sound really exciting? Um, and the reason why I say sound exciting is because actually we need to make it sound um, 
we need to keep our ears engaged. We need to engage the brain. So it's not just about what we're saying to connect with people. It's about actually making sure their ears can really stay with us and don't drift off or don't wonder about what's for dinner that night or when they're getting out of there or if they need a drink or when can they next play Angry Birds on their phone or <laughs> something like that. Um, so that's something that we can really use our voice for and pitch is one of the brilliant ways. So what do I mean by pitch? Well, pitch is the colour I would say of the voice. So it is using the highs and the lows um, to make sure that you've got quite a variety going on in your voice. So here is a really quick exercise. Um, and again, with vocal exercises, we can often feel a bit silly and a bit out there, but this is something for you to practice in a serious way. Um, they can always be fun if you embrace them as well. And if you do it privately, then you're gonna have a lot more color in your voice, which means people listen. Um, so, if you add a musical tune to the sentence that you are saying, and I think I've given you this one before in a previous one, then you are going to increase the musicality of your voice and the pitch and tone. So, give yourself a sentence that you would be saying in your pitch or presentation, and make sure you try and use all of the notes of your voice comfortably so that you can explore which ones work. Now, I've just did a bit of a ridiculous up and down a scale version for you, just for an example, but that was a little bit more exciting for your ears, I imagine, than if I just told you like this and used one note and didn't do any variety. Boring. Okay, <laughs> we have an amazing um, range of notes in our voice and they are there for you to use. So use them. And honestly, it really does connect the brain when we have them. So that's why newsreaders and radio uh, hosts all use a certain way of speaking because it's deliberately meant to engage our brains. The next thing is pace. Pace is really powerful, so speed of your voice. So when we really want to hammer home a point and it's very important, slow it down. And if you're really excited about the fact that this year is going to be the year for you, speed it up. Go for it, play with it. Really give it a bit of rehearsal. And the brilliant thing is this, again, it disconnects our brain because we're used to the similar beat and a similar pattern. And if you have music that just has the same rhythm all the time, we switch off mentally. But if we stop, then it, it um, sorry, if we vary the speed and use it to communicate our intention, again, excitement, speeding up, really important fact, slow it down. So have a play with that. Next one is one of my favorites. This is the most powerful of all, and we'll have people eating out of the palm of your hand. And that is the pause. Pauses are so powerful. 
And they're used across all sorts of mediums, not just music, not just presentations, speaking, speeches, pantomime, <laughs> theatre, everywhere. Uh, again, there's the scientific fact that our brains are listening to something and it breaks, this up, breaks it up, okay? Equally, if you are brave enough to play with a pause, you will get people stopping what they're doing and listening. And you will see this a lot in the really good like TED Talks and things like that, where people go, did you ever wonder what would happen if? Wow. This is what I call the penny drop moment and it really does not happen enough in presentations. The penny drop moment is what I call quite literally, listen to hear the penny drop. Give your audience the chance to digest the information, the weight of the information that you have just passed over. By implementing this change, our profits increased by 25%. Wow, wait to hear the penny drop. Ah, oh, really? One of the reasons it's also so powerful is not because you're just breaking up the monotony of speaking, but also because even, even me right now, I'm talking to my microphone, but somewhere out there you're listening. And that means we're having communication. Communication is, is two-way transactional. There is a conversation happening. You just need to try a bit harder to hear it, especially if you're delivering a talk or a presentation. And that means they're gonna answer questions, um, and they're going to doubt you, and you need to answer that. And give them the chance to actually think about it when you, when you drop a bombshell. So give them the penny drop moment. Really give them that. So <clears throat> that was a lot um, of what I spoke about at that time. There are a lot of other things we did. I also gave my uh, formula for seeing, we, we did an activity <laughs> about our elevator pitch, our 60 second pitch, but I may or may not give that to you right now. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, this is my really easy, really easy formula and um, just try it out, see how it goes. So basically, that moment when someone asks you, so what do you do? Oh, um, so I'm an accountant. Uh, I uh, really, it, it, it is dull. I've been to a lot of networking events where you have that very short amount of time to actually try and engage. And it's really tricky, isn't it? And it's one of, people hate networking, but it is a very necessary evil. And actually trying to very quickly tell someone the value that you give, that's what you're trying to say is hard so and this is one of many ways to do something and play around with it at will so that it suits you and suits your voice okay so effectively is i help x do y so that they can z <laughs> simple right <laughs> okay i help x x is your audience okay so who is your sorry your audience your audience we talk about audience the whole the whole show your client who is buying from you who is who are you serving x 
So um, I know of an accounting firm that purely specialise in design uh, consultants, so design companies. So I help design companies. Okay. I help X do Y. Y is the challenge. We talked earlier about the challenge. What do they, what do they want to achieve? So, so I help X do Y so that they can Z. Z is the result. What do they want? So actually, that should really be what they should achieve from the challenge. Okay? So, I help X do Y so they can Z. For instance, for me, I would say I help finance professionals speak with confidence, courage and clarity so that they can rise within their profession. <laughs> now that sounds a bit for me that would sound very uh corporate I think coming from me or very sound bitey coming from me if I was just having a cup of tea or a drink at a networking event um but it is a really lovely way to actually explain what value you give to your target market because then we're telling a retellable story and what happens is is that instantly if you said I help design professionals understand their numbers so that they can grow a successful business in the future then they're going to go do you know god i know a designer a graphic designer who actually really needs some help with that and they're going to think it's going to inspire them and connect an image of someone and they'll go oh i know a guy and that's what networking is so that's what happens so i've just given away that I'd love it if you could try it out and see what works for you. Please do email me and let me know what does or doesn't work. You can always contact me at alexandra at bondambition.co.uk uh, with anything, any questions, any examples. Just get in touch and see. let me know what you thought was really good and what worked and what didn't. <laughs> okay, so... Fantastic. I'm going to wrap it up there, but not before we have a little bit of a freebie. So this is the time where now I get to share with you what I gave away last week at Countex. And that is my presentation template. So this is a free downloadable resource for you. Uh, I use this everywhere. This is a template I went through and I researched and created. And I use this with everything, not just my presentations. I use it with emails. I use it with my uh, <laughs> with my podcast. And, um, and I even use it actually to help me with things like if I know I'm going to have to have a difficult conversation um, and I really need to think about... Um, what needs to be achieved and how in the conversation. Um, so this is for you uh, available on my website and it is a step-by-step, -step, um, I think it's almost about 14 steps, which sounds daunting, but actually it's really detailed and it will help you stay on point, uh, get everything out onto a page that you think is relevant and really whittle it down so that you can deliver 
a message that really connects with whoever your audience is. So it has um, identifying your key takeaways. So what do you want them to leave with? What do they want? So identifying what they want out of the session, um, which might, of course, as we said earlier, isn't always what they need. And also identifying that bums on seats rule. And that means that you can have it as a, as a thread running through your presentation and staying on point and connecting. And it also goes through how to outline, you know, how to do your opening, the do the main body, how to really make it connect by using stories. And uh, especially if you're using data, um, or statistical, you know, information, um, and and then how to close it so that you're not just trailing off at the end, <laughs> so that you're keeping that energy going. So have a look. Um, it's on my website. It's www.bondambition.co.uk forward slash presentation. So I'll give you that again. It's www.bondambition.co.uk forward slash presentation. And that is there for you as a free resource to do with as you wish. Um, But do let me know if you'd ever like any help with it or if you have any questions on how to use it, if something uh, you're wondering about how it might apply to you. But anyway, that's for you. Let me know how you get on or if you have any questions. But next, do you remember right at the beginning of this episode, I said that I got my audience involved at Accountex. And I got them speaking. What happened is, uh, on my way up there, I uh, I was at Tunbridge Wells Station, which is in Kent, and on the wall of the station, uh, again, I kind of took it for granted, I've never really noticed it, there's a plaque up there, and um, it has a crest with a Latin um, phrase. And the phrase, thankfully for me, was changed, uh, was translated um, into English because I didn't do Latin. My Latin's not so good. Um, And it basically translated as, doubt not, do well. And I thought, yes, yes, that's, that's the message I would like to say for today, especially as I'm about to go and deliver a presentation. Doubt not, do well. Because at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, as long as you're prepared, as long as you have done your very best leading up, that is all you can do is to doubt not and just do well. So we got the group practicing um, and and just saying, saying this a few times and I said, let's close our podcast with this catchphrase because that's my message for you this week. Go forward, communicate, be human, connect with your empathy and emotional intelligence, understand the needs of your clients, and I'll leave it to the Accountex group to tell you the rest. Take care and goodbye. Excitement, we're going to go. Set by go. Three, two, one. Down, down, two, one. Super. 
<laughs> didn't they do so fantastically they really used their voices on that one so thank you so much for everyone that came along and participated and got involved at Accountex that's what it's all about it's that professional community so do come along next year it was such great fun but also go forward do amazing presentations and doubt not do well if you haven't already make sure you subscribe to the podcast and tell your friends if you enjoyed it tell me if you enjoyed it in fact leave me a review start engaging okay thanks so much and listen out for next week's episode um i have a special guest on so keep in touch (laughs) okay thanks so much bye everyone Thank you.